Hello and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. I'm Steven, and with me as always is our good friend Brandon, discussing what it means to be a good person. So I'm going to actually pass this off to Brandon to say, dude, what's a good person? Well, just to provide context, I think, for this episode itself, Stephen and I actually do have a lot of conversations about what it means to be a good person. And it's not that we are the end-all, say-all for what being a good person is, but I think there are definitely qualities that we look for or characteristics in people uh, that we'll kind of touch on today. We also talk about the the gray area of being a good person because I think sometimes it can get put in this black and white box so what it means to be a good person in tough situations and uh, if doing bad things, if you can do bad things and still be a good person. So all these things kind of combined. We did get a comment. Uh, someone said a good person is honest, loyal, and helpful. So that's just just a, a short snippet of some of the things that we might mention in this episode. So I'm looking forward to it. Hell yeah. Then after we... Uh do some back and forth on our thoughts. We're going to break in the middle like we always do. Um, and I guess I want to also mention the fact that we're going to do a new segment on this episode. And it's called The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. <laughs> so we got to look out for this one because you won't want to miss it. It's going to be really good. Maybe even our best segment that's ever been added to the show. And I don't say that very often, so... I don't think I've ever heard you say it. This is high praise. I don't think I've ever heard me <laughs> say it either, so it must be really that incredible. It's going to be great. It's going to be so, so dope. With, uh, with that being the case, let's actually talk about some of the topics that we, uh, we have here. Yeah. So let's, let's, get, let's get to the, uh, the brass tacks. Is that what it was? <laughs> let's get, get down, down to brass, brass tacks. tacks here. <laughs> That's our, this get is our new saying. Not, not that it's our saying, but we've uh, really picked up on this saying recently, so... Yeah, we're both really bad where we, we take other people's work and then make it our own. But that's, like, that's kind of like what all that's great true artists art. do. So. That's really what true art is. So don't be surprised if you see us do that from time to time. So, Brandon, what does being a good person mean specifically to you? Uh, that's, a, that's a very big question. I think uh, being a good person... I think there are are different levels to what being a good person means. Um, And I also think that being a good person doesn't necessarily mean you're always doing uh, the quote-unquote, I guess, best thing um, or right thing. I think sometimes it's it's about selflessness. But then when you talk about selflessness, sometimes you talk about being selfishly selfless. So still taking care of yourself while all take also taking care of other people, you know, that might be a good balance, but who's the better person in that situation? Is the person who's just completely selfless and does everything for everybody because they care about everybody? Or is it somebody who is able to keep a strong moral compass while also holding on to their ground and their bearings? So uh, what does it mean to me? I, I guess I'll, I'll just talk specifically about what I strive for in being a good person. I think I have ambitions to be a good example for people, whether that be like my little sisters, whether that be for people that come in contact with my art or uh, just in general, try to be caring and compassionate. And a big, big key for me is empathy, trying to understand other people's perspectives. I think if you are able to hone in on empathy, it allows you to um, be more aware of what's appropriate for a person's feelings and thoughts 
um, although it's not a perfect system because we can't read minds, but uh, that's kind of where I'm at with that. What about you? Yeah, starting this off with such a huge, heavy question is, uh, I mean, this is the main topic of discussion, but yeah, I will preface my response to this by saying I'm always trying to figure this out and I'm constantly changing my perspective slightly on what being a good person is. Uh, I do think that an example of a good person to me is somebody that I can trust. It's somebody who, and when I say trust, I mean, if there's a situation that calls for something, I trust that they're going to do what I perceive as being right. But to answer what I perceive as being right, it's kind of like, I guess I base a lot of my moral compass off of how I feel when I make decisions, because I trust the fact that my my conscience and my guilt and that kind of stuff is pretty much in sync with the decision making that I should probably do. So if I do something that seems kind of shitty and afterwards I'm, I have a tough time sleeping, then that's probably something that doesn't make me a very good person that I did that thing. Yeah. And I feel like that's a pretty fair way to judge decision making in general. The thing that makes it difficult is that everyone's a little bit different on that kind of stuff. Well, and the argument could be made too that your ability to have that conscience, to have those moments where you end up feeling guilty for shitty things or even recognizing that, hey, maybe I wasn't the best person in this situation. There could be an argument made that that in itself kind of points out a quality of you that is a good person, that you're able to recognize your flaws and things where maybe in a moment you weren't good, but you're able to hold yourself accountable to a point where you say, hey, I need to be better here. I need to grow here because I was shitty. That gets kind of dicey, though, because there are people who do bad things but aren't aware of the fact that they're doing bad things because maybe they don't have as much information on something or they haven't been faced with the circumstances as um, enough times. Like, I do think that there are people out there who are very bigoted or racist who aren't necessarily bad people. They just have not grown up in an environment that taught them this. And, or uh, they grew up in an environment that taught them the opposite <laughs> of being good to people that they don't understand. And I do think that there, there's an element sometimes where this so-called being a good person, you could be a good person and still do things because you were misled that are bad. So, well, that's a very interesting point. I'm wondering if you think that there are any lines that are inexcusable regardless of how you were taught. So, for instance, racism uh, – being one of those things where maybe they did grow up in a community where that was totally okay, but it's obviously infringing upon other people's rights. It's looking at other people lower than themselves, even though it may be a taught. Do you think there are any lines where it's like, yeah, you might have been raised in this thing, but you you should know treating people a certain way, like or treating people like this just because of the color of their skin or their culture, that should be bad regardless of how you were taught. Definitely. But yeah, so I mean, this is one of the topics I did definitely want to get into because there are lines that I think some people need to, I mean, you, you can see it in the fact if nobody is okay with, with murder in, in itself, but in the right context, people are definitely okay with it because first off, people are, there's been wars throughout all of human history, pretty much. There's always wars. There's always people dying for causes. And yet, a lot of people think that they're on the right side of it. And that proves to me that there's a lot of layers to this thing because I feel like most people don't think that people should die, but there's good people 
who are happy when people die in the right context or in this in a I don't know if it's the right context but a certain context and that's what's so that's why like it is very gray mm-hmm. in terms of is there an exact line that you can draw because yes there are things that inherently um, seem like right or wrong but then you also have people who are on the most we I've, somehow I feel like we've talked about this before but like there's a most evil scale like people who do really bad things I think it's a scale of 1 to 23 um, of in like if you're a 23 you're like the most evil which means you'll do these acts that are perceived to be terrible and you won't feel bad about doing them like a lot of times being a good person is if you do things that are bad you're supposed to feel bad for them and you're supposed to strive to do more good things but there's always going to be outside factors where I mean if you're if you're on the streets and you're you're struggling to, just like to to eat or you're struggling to make ends meet you might do something that is bad uh, as a way or per, that could be perceived as bad as a way to like protect yourself or to take care of yourself but yeah. it's not necessarily done as in uh, this vile act or it's meant to be an act from someone who's being a bad person but sometimes good people have to do things that others might perceive to be bad and I mean, well, that's the classic example, right? That's the my family's starving, and even though stealing, like stealing food, would be considered wrong in most circumstances, I'm going to do that to protect my family. Does that make me a bad person, or am I a good person because I'm trying to protect the people that I love more than anything? And so, would you? I mean, in that situation, obviously, this is a gray area. But from your perspective, do you think that? I mean, it's still against the law. Is, is breaking that law still a bad act, or do you think that that is uh, an excusable action considering the circumstance? Well, the law is something that's very fascinating in general because the law is essentially a an attempt to create a set of guidelines that are moral and not moral that they think on average most people should be able to abide by to have the most productive society, which is very fascinating. So it does show you that there are certain things that people were able to uh, essentially agree upon. Uh, These are acceptable. These are not acceptable. So just because you do something that's illegal, I guess maybe the average might be that's, that's not an acceptable act. But... I mean, there's a lot of flaws in the legal system where you wonder why someone goes to jail for a long time for smoking marijuana when it doesn't actually affect anybody else in a particular instance, yet we have people out there who drink all the time and get behind the the wheel of a car or who do any number of things that destroy their family's perception of them. This kind of stuff um, happens all the time. And why did we decide that one of them was okay and one of them wasn't? That was just like, I don't think that people who smoke pot are more bad than people who drink alcohol. A lot of times I'd say it's actually the other way around. But then again, that's just me based off of my uh, situations in my life where I've happened to have seen more people who have done bad things drinking alcohol than have smoked pot. It's a tough thing when you you talk about this stuff being in the gray because if it – there's kind of this concept of the slippery slope, right? Where, you know, certain contexts or environments make it okay for people to be a certain way. But then it's almost like you're, you're refusing the accountability of your, your uh, bad deeds 
and you think that they justify your actions or your, you, they excuse them. So, for instance, you know, maybe my family is killed. You know, a murderer kills my family, and then I just go out for vengeance and take out his family and what you know in, in an eye for an eye type of concept some people might think of that as a good situation and maybe i was raised to think you know if, if someone takes that from you you get it back does that excuse me kind of going out for blood or are these areas should there be defined lines of yeah you don't fucking like i know what they did was horrible but are you ever excused to make that kind of a move i mean what do you think on that like a, a situation uh, like that specifically <laughs> Uh, like, are, are you saying, like, in, in general, do I think it's okay to have revenge if someone does something No, I, well, I mean, that's just one specific example within the, the scope of what I'm saying that, uh, again, bringing it back to the idea of you were raised in a society that is racist, so are they a, are they a bad person if they're racist? Uh, well, it, are these things excusable just because their environment has put them in this certain situation? Do you think that at any point that is... Uh, a limiting ourselves, limiting our accountability by separating, saying it's our environment's fault, not mine. I would say it's more. Un- it's definitely not excusable. I would say it's more understandable. Like I, I can kind of empathize a little bit more by someone who was misguided to do something that, to me, is very corrupt or very much not in the best interest of other people. But I do think, and this is something that I, uh, we can talk a little about a little bit later with one of the questions that I have here, like after the the break. Um, but it is it's a really good point because there's been a lot of good people throughout history who have done things who out of or in in a modern context, like although they, maybe they did some good things in the past, in modern context, a lot of the way they lived their life would be very much not okay by today's standards. Because what they did might have been very bigoted or very racist or very offensive um, or damaging towards an entire group of people. And I don't know that, although it's definitely not excusable, but I mean, there has to be a slight amount of understanding that the times were different and the information was different. But, you know, that's something could definitely dive pretty far into well and that goes back to last week we mentioned just briefly that the, the topic of abortion uh being banned in alabama and one of the things that i brought up was that that state is in the bible belt so it was more understandable or at least not as surprising to me that that would happen in that specific place because those a lot of people that grow up in that society in that isolated area grow up thinking oh abortion is just inherently wrong you shouldn't it shouldn't be part of anything and and so something like that um getting past you know is it right or wrong is it good or bad a lot of us would say no that's it's it's a woman's body she should be able to do what she wants but from their perspective they're saying well this is our society we get to decide for ourselves and we have have set these standards these moral standards that abortion is bad regardless of what the circumstance and you should make the best out of that circumstance because the other side of it is murder um, you know, aborting a baby, so aborting a fetus. So, well, well, let, let me ask you this then: what What do you think makes a, a bad person? Um, a bad person, I think, 
Hmm. You started this off with <laughs> two really tough questions because they're just <laughs> yeah, so they're so broad. Um, I know. I mean, again, if we want to talk about different qualities, I think uh, selfishness out of the sake of uh, strictly being selfish, uh, entitlement within that as well, uh, thinking that I, like I'm the center of the universe, I get these things automatically above other people because I'm somehow above other people. Um, um, I think, obviously, there there are evil aspects as well where it's like i want to exterminate an entire race of people or uh religion or culture you know whatever the the case is uh people who look so low upon others that uh they're almost not um accepted as other humans they're not given equal rights and stuff so I don't know. I, I'm not doing a very good job of answering this because it's so broad. Uh, I think you could say a lot of things that make a bad person, but then again, there also is that gray area of, so if I steal to save my family, am I, am I a bad person or am I, am I a good person for putting myself, sacrificing my, myself and maybe my reputation to uh, protect the thing, the people that I love the most. So, I don't know. Well, you you answer this fucking question. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, my thought of being a bad person is just one: Do I trust that this person is going to do the right thing? Uh, if the answer is no, then. But then what's the right thing? Person. What you think is the right uh, thing might well, be it, different. <laughs> it's I know it's like what I perceive to be the right thing, which yeah. is based off of my experiences and my my inner feelings i would say conscience is a big part of this i honestly think that conscience is one of the most important drivers on someone's being a good person because to me if somebody can like i don't know use people and like they don't feel bad about it at all or they can pretty much let other people suffer for their own benefit like i think that and that they don't feel bad like that's probably a sign of not being a good person. Well, hold on, though, because this actually brings up a good point. You and I have talked about this in the past, I think, off the podca- podcast, just on phone conversations. But if if our legacy, if who we are is good or bad based on just our actions, you know, there are sociopaths out there who might not ever act on uh, these what society considers as bad because they just know how to fit in with society. They don't have a conscience because they're sociopaths. So are they bad people, even though they don't have a conscience? Because they only did good things. Dude, dude this is some like, uh, if a tree falls in the wo- woods and no one's there to hear it, didn't make a sound. That's what this reminds me of. Like, I mean, if no one's there to see you do bad things, pretty much, does that mean... No, that that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if person? your action. I'm not saying if your actions are malicious when no one's watching. I'm saying, what if you don't do bad things... But you don't, because you talked about how the, the uh, biggest yeah. thing is the conscience. Uh, uh, <laughs> but they don't have a conscience because they're sociopathic. I feel like this is a rare case where people are just bad people. I think there are way more you know? sociopaths within society than you and I even know. Oh, I definitely, I've met a few sociopaths, I'm pretty convinced, where I'm just like, do people not see that this person's out of their damn mind with like some of the things that they say? I don't know. I mean, it, it's a complete rabbit hole because, yeah, what is really a bad person? I don't know. A bad person is someone who I think is a bad person. <laughs> <because> That's the best <laughs> way much. to say it. <laughs> yeah, 
really a bad person is someone that I think is a bad person. Like I do not trust that they're going to do something that I would deem an acceptable act in the right circumstance. Well, and that's I think this is actually a good point because let, let's look at uh, just just for the microscope of of this question a relationship for instance. A lot of times in relationships one party says, "Well, the other person fucked everything up." you know, they weren't there for me, whatever. And then the other person says, well, yeah, but they were controlling and they were manipulative. And it's like, are they both right? Is one of them actually at, at fault here? Is one of them a bad person? Oh, Is, you know, it's a good point. I would love to hear the, whenever there's um like a breakup between two people, I would love to hear both sides because both people are going to say the other person is the bad person. Yeah. It happens almost all the time. And even if, even if two good people, I feel like have a relationship somehow, in the end, both of them just remember the other person as being a bad person. That happens all the time. There was a really good discussion in my uh, marriage and family counseling class. We talked about um, a lot of times relationships dissolve because people care more about being right than they care about the relationship itself. And so a lot of times, if you want to make a relationship work, you just have to swallow your pride and, and stop fighting about who was good or who was bad, who was right, who was wrong, and just say, let's just fucking take it and we'll try to move past this, try to learn from this, whatever the case may be. And that's that's a very tough situation because, again, in our mind, what's bad to me is bad to me. So if you treat me this way, maybe you just – that's just – to everybody else, it's fine, but to me, it's bad are you actually a bad person? I mean, to my, from my perspective, because I have my own thoughts, yeah, you're a bad person. But does that actually mean anything? And do we need to check our ideas and our, our, um, our values at the door sometimes and say, wait a second, maybe I'm being too harsh on this. Maybe I am too naive on what is good or bad. Um, yeah, and, and that's why having good people around you or at least people who know you is always good too because they can hold you accountable they can check your your shit at the door like sometimes my parents will say things like okay you got a little over the top there it'll piss me off i'm like no this person (laughs) did that this person did this and then i was and that's why it happened i was retaliating and it's like okay but what what is that going to do for you now now it's over now it's you you did get to a certain place so how do you learn to not get to that place next time yeah so it's it's tough. Well, well, let me ask you a general question on this. Is there something where if you hear this specific thing about a person, you're like, that's a bad person? Um, uh, I, I mean, I can give a couple. Probably like murder and rape. Probably those are, those well, are usually pretty I guess high. I wasn't thinking of the obvious. I was trying <laughs> yeah, to think I, of I, like I, a, a little more um, specific yeah. to me, not like – Everybody thinks murder and rape is bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Okay, what's what's some, maybe, maybe something a little bit more specific to you? What's what I was trying to think of? Or, do you have one that's specific to you that's not one of the obvious? Backwards hats. Yes, <laughs> I wear some backwards hats. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I, 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 there is a part of me, and again, this is just... This is my own bias and this is my own thing. If you're not living your life to create a legacy that in some way benefits the world that you you exist in, I think a lot of times to me, like for instance, the pe- people a lot of times that just spend all of their time, uh, they, they work their nine to five, they go home, do um, 
selfish things. And then on the weekends, they all they do is they basically are just dying. They're just slowly dying. They're not really providing any sort of productivity into the world. A lot of times that that irks me because I'm like, aren't we here for something more? Like, it, shouldn't there be a purpose in your life? Shouldn't you be fighting for something more? Shouldn't you be trying to help in some way, shape, or form? But again, is am I right in that? No, maybe I should just back the fuck off and let people do whatever the <laughs> fuck they want to do. So, Dude, should we just move to the back hills? We just move to the freaking back hills. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the brass tax says that what I think is a good person is a good person. What I think is a bad person is a bad person. That's it. So everyone needs to step in line. All right, let's get back to the basics here. Do you basics. think there is a fair way to determine what a good person is? Like, let's say, a criteria or a set of standards that can be applied to all people. Kind of like what we talked about earlier. Is there any way that you think we could do this? Well, I just think, I mean, look at societies and cultures. Different societies and cultures, they do this. They try to to determine what's good and bad, what's legal, what's illegal, um, what's socially acceptable. Um, so I, I, I think it's very hard. I think it is a lot of times a product of your environment. And um, for us to say there is a, a fair way to determine for all people what a good person is, I, I do think that that's stretching it a little bit because, you know, for instance, you go to New York versus Mississippi – People in Mississippi probably think New Yorkers are just fucking assholes. Bunch of bad people that are blunt and jerks and and uh, don't aren't compassionate. But you go to New York and you're like, these Mississippi people are fake. They're you know being polite to me. They don't even know me. I haven't earned any of their respect. They're just being polite because that's what they were raised. I haven't. There's nothing that I've done to to earn this. They don't know me, and it's it's a fake thing. So. I think it's just really tough to 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 put that box in for for everybody. What do you think? Yeah, I I think as you've said, like the legal system is the best at or it's like our best attempt to try to set a set of criteria and a set of standards. Because I do think that you are you kind of need to do something like this because otherwise. I just think I think it'd be too chaotic. You need to have something to kind of work towards, but it's it's certainly not the foolproof. Well, and that's a good point too, because there are a lot of arguments, and I know that we'll uh, looking at the the outline here. We're going to talk about religion a little bit, um, but there are a lot of people that make the argument that the reason that people need religion is because without God, without religion, life would be chaos. Those are those qualities are what set morals. And me growing up an atheist, I've always been like, I don't need a fucking book to tell me I shouldn't be a dick to somebody, like that I shouldn't murder people, that I shouldn't steal from people. Like, I just know that those things are good. Um, that, I mean, know that those things are bad. <laughs> Murdering and stealing's great, guys. <laughs> um, I know I not even, you doing said those so things. casually, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> <laughs> not doing those things is good, is what I meant to say. Um, and, and trying to help help your neighbor, like those qualities. I never went to church growing up, and you know you would probably talk to a lot of people who are under the belief that I'm a good person. Maybe not everybody would say that, but I'm sure you could find one or two people in my life that consider me a good person. But I didn't have that. Hey, stuff. you got you got one right here, buddy. Bottom big, bottom one right Stevens, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your guy. I'll tell you how it is. Yeah. Speaking of that. Uh, Telling you how it is. Uh, so this next thing, 
do you think that being a good person is more nature or nurture? I want I want to speak to this um, a little bit. I feel like in my head, this kind of goes under that category we talked about earlier. If you do good things, but like you're act, like you're actually a bad person, like you don't actually have a good moral compass and stuff, you just kind of stop yourself from doing the bad things. I, I think that the example that's a good example that I do think that being a good person is actually more nature. Like I, feel, I actually think that people are probably born as more of a good or a bad person, but I do think it is nurture that has a huge impact on the decisions that people make. So you're, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm going to try to paint it. I'm going to try to articulate it. Another yeah. way. So you believe that for the most part, we are born a certain way, but then as we grow up, that can help mold the way that we are a tiny bit to either lead us to the good version of that or the bad version of that. Yeah. Because I just think that there's different personality types. Like for me, for example, I, my entire life, I have, I've been pretty like good about just kind of treating everybody the same way. Like when I was a little kid and like growing up, that's when I would start to see that some people kind of like branched out. I feel like a lot of like children, like when they're really young, they're all just kind of nice to each other. They're just like, oh, let's just hang out. And then we get older and we're told, oh, don't hang out with them. Like they don't have money or don't hang out with them. They're just spoiled rich kids. And don't hang out with them like their religion is stupid and kind of creates this divide but i feel like at our core uh during our youth you can kind of see well what kind of person is this actually and then people are more easily manipulated by their environment more which kind of is what makes even good people do more bad things and makes bad people do more good things because the environment they grow up around kind of pivots them in that direction and then how they are as a person is affected by it. Because maybe you're easily manipulated, because some people are. Some people, it's just like, all right, here's a gun, son. This is, uh, you're going to, I don't know, you're going to shoot animals, and there's no problem with it, and then you're going to shoot people. <laughs> okay. I really hope people aren't raising their kids like that. <laughs> I, I see I your know. point. Yeah. Well, there is <laughs> – I mean, we do talk a lot about the innocence of youth, the, the purity in kids. and um, But then you have those those little shits. But even those little shits, I think sometimes we say, well, that that's due to bad parenting. So some I think some would argue uh, that we all are kind of – we start out inherently good. And mm-hmm. then based on how we're raised, if we're raised wrong, that – falls apart now I, i'm just i'm just seeing i'm just saying other perspectives i'm not saying what i believe uh yeah well, well what what do you specifically think on well I, I i tend to agree with your uh idea because i think like you can be you can be born uh, associate with sociopathic tendencies so that's not something that's taught to you you just you don't have a conscience like i get i uh so for instance I honestly get pissed at how empathetic I am sometimes and how much my conscience like rules over me to the point where I think it honestly makes me less of a person than I could be. So for instance, I had a job at one point that I, 
I was busting my butt. I was coming in. At, I was opening the place at 5 a.m. I would cover for my manager when they couldn't be there and they were they were um, burnt out. So I was covering a lot for them. I was working extra shifts. I would pick up anything that anybody else wasn't picking up. Plus, I was in school and I had an internship at the same time. Plus, I also had my own personal life. But I would do this stuff because I wanted to be a good employee, a good person to, to people who needed it. And when when the time came for me to put in my two weeks, uh, my manager got pissed that I was leaving. So they scheduled me on days that I wasn't that I couldn't work and they knew I couldn't work that because I I hadn't been able to work those shifts the entire time <laughs> I had been employed there but now all of a sudden they did it and then you know I was like all right I'm not going to start a fight I want to leave on good terms so I'll find somebody cover to cover for me I found somebody to cover and then this person was like okay well did you make sure that it was okay that they shift with this person too and I was like all right I'll do that too I did that and then they're like okay can you text them to tell them to text me that they are okay with this? And I was just like, dude, I've worked here for two years now. And you're going to act like you don't trust that I got this taken care of, which I shouldn't have had to get this taken care of. So long story short, I ended up quitting that job. Like he told me to leave one day. So I didn't come back. I didn't finish out my two weeks. Cause I was like, I'm not going to get treated like this, especially after, all that I've given to this place. Like I wanted to go on on a good exit and I'm not going to get that respect. You're not going to get me to keep working hard for you. And so I did that. And for the next like month I had trouble sleeping. (laughs) Yeah. You're good. You're just a good guy. I I felt horrible because I like, even though I felt like what I did was justified, my conscience ate at me. Like I, I had done something just awful. I mean, and it's now I can look at it and be like, book back at it and be like, oh, it's small fries. It doesn't really matter. It's not that big of a deal at all. But I have a lot of those situations where my conscience, I, and this wasn't something that I was taught. I I just have always been this way ever since I can remember when I was a kid. I would feel so awful if I felt like I did wrong by somebody, even if what what I did wrong by them, quote unquote, was earned or what they deserved off of something. So that part of it was nature. I'm for the me. same way, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the exact same I know way. we have, we've had conversations <laughs> where you, you've felt that way and it stuck with you for a long time. And I don't think All that that was taught for you either. Would you, would you say that it was just kind of how you always were? Oh, I, I mean, I've always been this. I mean, ever since the time I was a kid, I, I, I say this as a joke, but I don't even think I like told a lie for like four straight years. Like not even a white lie when I was a little kid. Cause I just, I was just a good guy. Like, I just, I felt terrible if I would lie about anything. That's part of the reason why whenever I do anything that I feel is out of alignment for me, like, I really beat myself up over it. And, like, you've definitely seen me do this before yeah. where I feel awful and I try so hard to make things better. And, you know, there's certain times where, like, enough's enough. Like, you can only do so much. And uh, I don't know. Well, and then to, to, to kind of finalize my thought process on this, the nurture aspect, at least from my perspective – situations like that have molded me uh honestly situations like that where i i got taken advantage of at this position because i was busting my butt and then when this person when this person didn't get what they wanted out of me they disrespected me and so part of that has molded me to be like all right 
I'm not going to go above and beyond for people anymore. Like I've had those thought process. I'm not going to go above and beyond, even though it might be a good thing to do for people. Uh, and, and I might feel like I'm like maybe my above and beyond feels like what's normal to me. It's what right to me. Um, but it always, it seems to always turn into, uh, me getting taken advantage of. So why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep making this mistake? And that's in a situation where my environment now has impacted my outlook. I mean, how many times have you talked to people uh, that were in a relationship and they say, well, that one guy was just shitty to me. So I'm done with guys. Like all guys are shitty. Oh yeah. You know, I, <laughs> all the time. I'm going to treat guys like crap now because of how this situation happened. And that, that can kind of start to maybe that's the the first initial reaction and then it tones back but i think over time it starts to chip away at our purity at our innocence and eventually we become a little more jaded uh and uh maybe even less accepting or understanding of things based on the tough things or the adversity that we've gone through so it's um i do think it's i think it's both essentially agreed okay so let's move into Oh, a new segment. Oh, <laughs> I know, I know. You all have been really like dying for this specific segment because I, I talked about it in the very beginning of this episode. It's called the good, the bad, and the ugly, which really is: are they good, bad, or ugly? <laughs> which the game is pretty simple. I'm going to say the name of someone. We have to determine: are they a good person, are they a bad person, or are they just some ugly motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> That being the case. Is this game in poor taste? This is bad optics. <laughs> is this game bad optics? It might be. But, it's. I mean, keep in mind, guys, is this game going to be super judgmental? You're damn right. It's going to be pretty judgmental. Because guess what? Every, out of the people on this list here, I've met two of them, and one of them is me. <laughs> Wait, you've met two of them? Oh, actually, no, I've met... None of them, and I've been one of them. <laughs> Which two have you met? It was going to be a joke that I've met, like, Paul Bunyan, but oh. whatever, it's fine. All right, I ruined the joke. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for stepping no, on your joke. toast, dude. Dude, you're ruining my jokes here. Who's the comedy guy here? Oh, dude, I ruined your comedy, man. Dude, get back to Taekwondo. Dude, I'm freaking teaching it right now. Hey, oh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. All right, so the first guy on here, he gets talked about a lot. Justin Bieber. What do you think? Ugly. <laughs> Dude, I'll say a lot of things about him. I feel like he's a relatively handsome guy. I can't call no, him an ugly guy. This guy's not good looking at all. <laughs> this, Brandon, just a total critic. Dude, are you projecting? <laughs> I'm you just projecting. wish that you look like him? Yeah. Dude, you're projecting. Honestly, uh, if I had his tats, I'd be dope. <laughs> That's the only part of it. Interesting. That I want. Interesting perspective. I'm going to say he is a... Uh, I lean towards a good person. Remember when you told me this person. was going to be rapid fire four seconds each <laughs> I lean towards good person. <laughs> All right. Kim Kardashian. Good person. Great person. <laughs> I'm going to lean towards bad person. Anyone who could be the kind of role model that she is and not feel... Like, I don't know that ne everyone is necessarily responsible to be a role model but i feel like you everybody is a role model i've talked about this before i'm technically a role model for anyone who's ever like had a similar life circumstance as me or 
come like come across me in some way. Like I'm technically a role model of some kind to them. I don't know if role model is the exact word, but like I'm influencing them in one way or another. So I think Kim Kardashian no good. This is so funny. I'm just totally <laughs> trolling this whole segment, and you're like taking it very serious. Okay, now, okay. now I'm the comedy guy of the podcast, and you're the serious guy. Dude. Okay, what about Barry Bonds? Barry Bonds, this guy is a great guy. <laughs> I love how there's just not even like a reason for any of the answers. Dude, like he took steroids. Is that is that fine? Great guy. Was he better? Was he a better guy before the steroids or after the steroids? I think after the steroids, he's a better guy. He's definitely better at being a ball player, so I'll give you that. All right, here this one we're gonna have a little more controversy on. Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan, uh, ugly. <laughs> Dude, I'm definitely saying ugly. I was looking up pictures of Paul Bunyan, and I was like, this guy's, this guy's got nothing going on. That's, I think that's an easy one. What about Mario? Super Mario. Bad guy. I, I almost said Mario, but bad guy. <laughs> bad guy. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of like a superhero, though. No, Bowser was the good guy all along. Super Mario's bad guy. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Mario kills so many ba- like bad, yeah. quote bad guys. Bowser's just getting people together. <laughs> he's bringing the the Koopas and the um, <laughs> all the other characters. <laughs> Bowser's actually a good guy. Bowser's the good guy. He's trying to build a community of people who are working towards a similar goal. He's even trying to get Peach involved, and Mario's like, I'm going to kill all your friends, and I'm going to steal Peach. <laughs> I mean, okay, okay. That's not exactly what I agree on, but I can see some of your argument, honestly. Dude, okay. there's probably a YouTube I, video on it somewhere. Uh, if not, maybe that's my next YouTube video. <laughs> Well, let's get let's get one. That actually, I'm I'm curious. What about SpongeBob? I've been trying to figure this out for years. I almost put Winnie the Pooh, but he's just so obviously a bad guy that I put SpongeBob instead. SpongeBob is a good guy. I feel like he's a good guy too. I think he sometimes doesn't make good decisions, but I feel like overall he's a good guy. But Patrick Star is probably the bad guy. SpongeBob is a good guy because he he got sick with the suds and got better. Dude, you got sick opinions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, <laughs> what about my favorite Jasmine from Aladdin uh, Bad guy Definitely good guy Alright Bill Cosby <laughs> Oh no I can't <laughs> troll on this one um, I'll just go ugly Actually <laughs> Kind of is ugly Oh man we shouldn't have done this We shouldn't have done Bill Cosby <laughs> This is in poor taste Oh my gosh Okay Cardi B <laughs> Cardi B great guy specifically great guy <laughs> I don't think Cardi B is that good to be honest with you oh no I feel like she kind of falls into the Kim Kardashian thing she's a great guy though she's a great guy though yeah, I'll give you that <laughs> alright let's give one one final one here and then I'll move to the break because <laughs> I feel like we're losing our uh, <laughs> our sanity that, on this That segment. Bill Cosby one really threw me <laughs> off. I, I was having fun, and then that one just fucked with me big time. <laughs> Little kid Steven. All right. Now, if you tuned in to our live stream earlier today, you know that Little Kid Steven is a bad guy because <laughs> Little Kid Steven lied to other kids about fake Pokemon <laughs> 
being in the games, and then he would tell them <laughs> all of these ways that you get them. And then when they'd go and they'd slave hours and hours trying to get this Pokemon, they'd come to Steven and say, what the heck, I can't get this guy. And you know what Steven say? Ha ha, gotcha. <laughs> People were pretty pissed about it, too, to be fair. Honestly, little kid Steven was definitely a good guy, but he did some dumb slash bad things. Just for the sake of comedy. Which is funny because that completely contradicts something you said earlier about when you were a kid, you were just a good guy. But now... Dude, I was generally speaking a good guy. But there was a couple times where I made people play Pokemon for hours to get a Pokemon that didn't exist. Which, you know, if that's the worst thing that I did during my childhood, I'd say I was a pretty solid guy. Honestly, I don't have any room to talk because I got suspended in kindergarten. I got detention in second grade, detention in fourth grade, and then um, I got detention again in seventh grade. No, I got in-school suspension in seventh grade. So... (laughs) I think I'm a good guy, but, you know, look look at my past. I didn't have a very good running. I was just a goofball, and I think it got me in trouble a lot of times. Classic. <laughs> wow. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> so, what's going on in the world of Brandon? Dude, should we should we make the big announcement? Oh, actually, yeah, you make it right should now. I, well, Guys, should we wait for this, this a- or should I should I make this? No, I think this is a time to make it, and then we'll make more announcements about it coming up. So Stephen and I have been talking about this for quite a while, uh, pretty much ever since we started the podcast, uh, because this thing came became a little more real to us, this idea of working on creative projects together. And then when I took a trip down to Chicago for a week, we got to see a, a, a sneak peek at how productive and... Uh, influential we can be on each other and our passions and and everything like that um, and, and that might sound cheesy but honestly it, it pumps me up like we would pump each other up and we would you know be there for each other a really good support system so we there was a conversation for a long time about me moving to Chicago and I had already decided to go to school to get my master's in counseling and psychological services and so that's where I am right now and we've still had that dialogue going of, hey, do I finish my, my grad program and then come there? Uh, do I drop out early? Do you come up here with me and we do stuff? Um, but after talking about it for a little bit, uh, there was a couple things that kind of clinched it for me. And I think I have made the decision. Uh, this will probably be my last semester in school. And then I will be moving to Chicago uh, in in the I guess, coming months after my last semester here, which I think this semester ends beginning of September. So things will uh, kind of be up in the air in terms of the timeline of it all. Um, My lease is up in September, and I think yours is up in February. Yep. So I have to find out if I can do a month-to-month lease, if I can do a six-month lease. Then also, Steven's allergic to dogs, and for those of you who know, I have a dog, Coda. So we got to kind of figure out living arrangements with that a little bit. Um, so the goal is for us to live really close to each other, uh, kind of a non-negotiable goal based on what Steven was yeah. saying earlier. Well, I think so. Well, because okay, so keep in mind here, when we've talked about being able to work on, because I'm I'm really excited about this because obviously I want you know Brandon to make whatever decision he wants for his future, but 
if he does decide to come to Chicago, obviously we're going to be working on the podcast in person. But I mean, we've had a lot of ideas of working on creative projects together for a long time, whether it be videos, whether it be um, pretty much anything that involves like creativity. Yeah. Um, and having the opportunity to be in the same place, we want to cut out as many barriers as possible. So if we can live in the same building and be like right down the hall, it'd be great. If we yes. can have, um, like if I can get a two bedroom apartment where the second bedroom is just uh, a podcasting room or something, that would be amazing. So there's a lot of things we have to figure out between now and that eventual day. But if you guys think we produce a lot of content now, like I can only imagine what you guys are about to see when we are in the same spot, um, really giving it, are all because not that we're not giving it our all now, but there's obvious barriers. I mean, yeah. last week, let's be honest, it's worth addressing. We didn't release an episode last week because I was out of town for a little bit. Brandon had a lot of schoolwork, and it is difficult sometimes to try to make everything correspond. So, being in the same place is going to be huge, and I'm really excited for it. And yeah, I mean, I obviously I can't wait for it. So, yeah, me too. Um, anything else you want to talk about with your life? Uh, no, I mean, my, other than my oldest, or not my old, my middle sister is graduating <laughs> high school in a week, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, I'm going to be heading up to the, the cities uh, to be for there for her graduation, for her last dance recital, and then, um, again, for her graduation party, so I'm looking really, I'm really looking forward to that, uh, but other than that, I mean, for me, everything's pretty much constant. School is kind of crazy this semester, because I just so happen to have two classes right now that have more homework than any of my other classes did, and I start a third class in July, so um, that's a really good point earlier about, you know, us trying to correspond things. I mean, we do we are pretty consistent typically with our stuff, but imagine not only us living in the same place, but now I'm, I'm no longer in school. We just have our full-time jobs to support us. That's true too, actually. Like you not being in school gives yeah. like an extra amount of time. Well, a big reason why the YouTube video thing is kind of difficult for me to keep up with for those of you who are subscribed to me on YouTube is like the whole process of recording a song, producing it towards something that I'm proud of, and then like that the only time that I would have the only um I guess context in which I'd have time to do that would be the weekends but on the weekends we typically do the podcast and then I also have homework that I need to complete for my weeks when I have school so it's uh take out that school equation now I don't have anything to do during the weeks at all I don't have classes I don't have any homework so all that time can be filled with this other stuff and I think some of our best ideas come from us just hanging out and having conversations like dude, let's make a YouTube video of that. And now we'll be able to be like, hey, Steven, uh, you want me to walk down the hall and we make a YouTube video right now? Oh, my God. That's huge. Because one of the things that me and Brandon have implemented even since the last time we recorded an episode is uh, there's a board that you can make. It's called Trello. And if you guys have never tried it out before, it's free. But you can create a – like it's a project management board. What we did now is we have like three columns. There's everything must go. There's Steven and then there's Brandon. And whenever we have ideas now, whether it's for our YouTube channels, if it's Brandon for his music, um, we even have like some just like personal goals on there. We post it onto the board and then we have full um, like visibility into it. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It's just it's really cool because now when we have video ideas, we're like, dude, add to the Trello board right now. Because for a long time, we'd have these ideas and then we wouldn't actually like do anything with it. We would just be like, dude, remember you remember our idea? And I'm like, did you write it down? We never would write it down for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> Not enough, at least. 
Yeah. But now we actually have so that thing to stay organized with, which is super nice. Dude, I'm a big fan of that. For me, from my perspective, um, I just, you know, I, I took a week off of releasing a YouTube video, which I don't normally do, but I kind of needed it. <laughs> so uh, I'm back, though. I released a YouTube video. If you're listening to this, after we post it, it'll probably be like a Tuesday or Wednesday or something. Um, last week, I released a video about the 90s, but I will have another YouTube video coming up this week that you're listening to this as well. I'm not sure what the topic will be yet. But um, be on the lookout, Stephen Russell B. It's my YouTube channel. Check it out. Um, I have stated that I will be doing more of an emphasis on my YouTube channel and a little bit less on my Instagram live shows, but I'm going to be doing both still, so nothing to change with that. Um, just doing my stuff. Hell yeah. Do your thing. <laughs> Do your Do thing, my thing. Girl. Yeah, that's that's about it. Cool. Any, any, anything else you want to talk about during this break? No, I'm ready to go back into the topic if you are. Oh well, it it just so happens to be that I am. My, I will never this is my do favorite a whole episode Steve in that voice. <laughs> yeah, we found out I had a really good character in the live stream earlier today. It was really good. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, just be stay stay tuned. You guys are probably going to see these characters. We both played new characters. We're going to be releasing them. In some sort of content soon. If you like Tim and Gentry, which they're not characters, they're real people, but if you like those characters because they're kind of characters within themselves, uh, just stay tuned for these guys. Yeah, if you like those characters, then you'll hate these ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What? So this is kind of what we talked about earlier. I said we would, we would get more in-depth into this. What are your thoughts on people who were um, praised as being good people by – but by today's standards – they might have been bigots. Is there any part of this that could be considered more acceptable within a certain context? So do you have an example of a person within this? Yeah, I mean, like some of our first presidents were slave owners, but they were also looked at as these huge pioneers for political systems mm-hmm. and, and opening up the doors for a prosperous nation for generations. That is a very – I really like this this point because I think – you look at how things are now. So, for instance, you know, uh, Thomas Jefferson owned a shit ton of slaves, um, but was also really huge for the start of America. And is his legacy tarnished by the fact that in a time when slaves were acceptable, he owned slaves? I mean, <laughs> slavery is fucking fucked up. So you'd think that it would, but I don't think... Based on my understanding, I don't think people really talk about that that much. Uh, then again, no. I'm white, so maybe that's why I don't hear people talk about it. I guess I don't know if in African-American um, circles they're saying, yeah, fuck that Thomas Jefferson guy. He was he kind of extended um, uh, this horrible stuff. But I think, I think this is where – I mean we can even talk about Bill Cosby a little bit more seriously than we did with our good, bad, and ugly thing. This is where like <laughs> he obviously was a bad guy for a, a lot of the things that he did, but also part of his legacy is good. Like he did a lot of great things for African-Americans and giving them a chance to be entertainers and pave the way for people and – also was giving towards communities but then you had this guy behind the scenes that was doing all this fucked up shit so 
I don't think that you a lot of people would say yeah you everything that he's done good screw it because this guy uh, was actually a bad guy all along but I don't think that's accurate I, I do think obviously he needs to suffer the consequences of his wrongdoings but he also did do a lot of great shit that's going to be everlasting for generations to come and uh, that is part of his legacy whether we like that or not it'd be it'd be a lot easier if he just was a shitty guy and that's all there was to it um but he's done more than just that shitty stuff so it's and i that might come off as tough tough. because i'm a man so i know that women probably were would be a lot more triggered by this concept because women were have been and continue to be objectified and taken advantage of and so to to sit here and and praise any of his acts probably sounds reprehensible in itself but i i i guess i'm just trying to take a more uh balanced point of view of yeah he obviously was fucked up in a lot of ways but he also did a lot of great things can we honestly erase the history of his good deeds because of these bad deeds and i don't think that you can so that's that's my perspective yeah, I, I I see this sometimes with, like, older generations. I mean, even sometimes we'll have, like, a, a grandparent who will say something. Um, and, I mean, by modern-day standards, I'll think, like, that's that's a weird view to to say that. Like, I don't – like, I, I don't see them as, as being bad people, but then they have these views, and I'm like, that seems like a bad person's view. And I try to look at it in the context, and this is kind of – back to what I said before where it's understandable but it doesn't mean it's acceptable because um, I do think there's it's important to evolve over time um, but it gets especially dicey when it's like very far back in time um, because you just aren't around as much information I mean imagine if you lived in in a town that you literally never left like you let's say you like legitimately you never actually left a town Every person in that town looked very similar. Same eye color, same skin tone, everything was the same. Lived there your entire life. So all of your thought processes would be based on the limited working knowledge that you have of this like one spot. But then like you venture out of the town, you go somewhere else, you see someone who looks completely different. Um, conceptually, this is probably kind of what it would have been like when Christopher Columbus came over to the United States, maybe, like way back in the day, where you... There, there wasn't access to all this information. So you go over there and you're going to have only the views, um, only like the nurture of what you've experienced around you. So maybe you're going to have some like some views that are, are terrible. Like I, I guess I don't know exactly. I would think that a good person would still do good things, but as much as I want to have that trusting ability, we literally in the United States um, experienced a mass genocide of a certain type of person just because the people who landed in the country valued those people less than their own people. So that kind of shows me that there's a moral um, idea of your own people are more valuable than other people in the same way that humans, in, on average and generally speaking, do not value other animals on the same level that they value other humans. Well, ultimately, I think a lot of us think that our opinions and our thoughts are the right ones. Like we, yeah. that's how we structure ourselves as a person. 
And so um, what I'm hearing you say in, in a little bit, just a subtle context, is it's really easy for us to sit here with our beliefs and in the future and sit here and say all the people that slaughtered Native Americans are just awful people. They're horrible people because now we have the information. Now we have the context yeah. that, hey, that shit was bad. But would we, if we were the same person that we are today, but take away the knowledge and we're put back in to, um, like we're the same personality, the same genetic makeup, all that stuff, but put us back in the context of people that invaded America, would we end up making those same mistakes and justify them as good because that's how we grew up? Or do we think that we're righteous enough to say that, oh, I wouldn't have done that back then. I wouldn't have had slaves. I wouldn't have uh, slaughtered Native Americans. It's 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 uh, an argument that I don't even know that it's possible to actually make because unless you're... No. Like a lot of things, unless you're actually in the situation, um, you don't know. You don't know how you're going to react. A lot of us might think that we'd be a good person. There's a really good study on that about... Um, Basically, the the psychologist I can't remember his fucking name. This is gonna make me sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. But the he had a, a person that was supposedly in the other room who was wired up to shocks, to electric shocks, and he had a person in the room with him, and he would tell them to turn up the voltage on the shocks, and eventually. Oh, I know exactly what study you're talking about. Yeah, eventually. The person in the other room, it was really just recordings. They weren't actually shocking anybody. It was recordings of him reacting to getting shocked. Um, he, uh, the, the person in the other room was like, stop, please. It kills. It's, it's hurting so bad. And then eventually, if the people went high enough, you, they there wasn't any responsiveness at all. And so these people were doing the shocking because they had an authority figure telling them what to do. And in that context, like, well, I'm in this test. I guess I just have to keep doing what this person's telling me to do. And a lot of us will sit here and say, oh, I would I would stop doing the shocks. I would I would not keep mm-hmm. going with that. I would not – if a person was hurting on the other end, I would not let that happen. I would stop. But this study shows a lot of people did it. And those people are the same people who would say, "I, if I was put in a situation like that, I wouldn't have done that. So it's a, it's a tough – tough uh, situation to try to have that sort of perspective and put yourself in those places yeah i mean i i agree because i i actually watched something on that when i was in uh high school and i remember thinking that exact thought like oh my god i would never do that but once again there's the context of the situation a lot of times is huge like people do bad things in the wrong context like good people will do bad things in the right context yeah and or the wrong context i guess it would be um and it doesn't mean that they're bad people it just means that they acted in the wrong way well and i think a a, a salvation or a redemption for a lot of those things can be if you have a conscience so if you find out mm-hmm. that that stuff is bad or you know what you take in new information you hold yourself accountable I think accountability is so key in this dis- in this discussion because, like you said, good people might do bad things, and they might do those bad things because they didn't know any better. Not to take, not to make an excuse for them, but maybe they just did grow up in a society where hating people of other cultures was exactly what they were taught, and that was uh, brainwashed into them. 
for their entire life. You hope those people can be accountable later on when they maybe start making those mistakes and say, shit, I need to be more empathetic because this stuff hurts these people or whatever. But um, so that accountability aspect is huge. But again, I think that big point is a lot of times good people, you can still be a good person and do bad stuff. So this next thing I want to talk about is kind of like a another big topic of discussion. Um, in your personal life, how have you dealt with making good decisions within your own beliefs? And did religion play any type of a role within this? Uh, how have I dealt with making good decisions in my own beliefs? Uh, a lot of, I think I'm pretty stubborn when it comes to like, I, I don't say. <laughs> Brandon's super stubborn. Don't even let him like try to say anything otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> so I have like a moral compass that I feel is right, and I feel like you need to abide. I, I need to abide by this. Like, for instance, when I was a general manager of a Jimmy John's, we uh, someone went behind my back to get a guy fired. I uh, went to talk to my owner about it and getting the guy fired, and this guy. I had kind of been through the ringer. Now, a lot of him going through the ringer was his own fault, but I didn't want to just hang him out to dry. And so I, I like, pushed back on it a lot. And um, even though it might have been the right decision based on what our rules were as an employee, my, my moral compass said, no, what we're doing is wrong. This is this is bad. And I was very stubborn with it and, and hard to convince otherwise at the end of the day, I wasn't the owner. The owner had the say over me, so I had to. I ended up doing what the owner said. Um, but that's kind of how I've. I don't want to back down from a fight if I think that something is is truly right within my eyes. And religion, religion played a role in the sense that I felt religion was an excuse to either uh, not have to take on the 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 full brunt of fault for things because at least specifically like Christianity because that's that's most um, prevalent in America and in in the societies that I or in the culture in the many cultures that I grew up in uh, was you know humans are born in sin and so it was like this excuse that oh we're just you're going to be a bad person and. Yes, to to a certain extent, I, I even say now you're human. You're gonna fuck up. You're not a robot. You you don't you're not perfection. But I thought that religion kind of took us outside of ourselves, made us feel more important, and took away some of the accountability within it. And then I also felt on the flip side, it took away from the actual acceptance of our good deeds because we give up the the. Um, the credit to our religious deity and so that that's what religion kind of played a role for me and so i guess that's that's kind of the background for what i believed and i know a lot of people think differently and will probably argue with me on those points but that's where i'm coming from what about you i did grow up in a catholic household i did go to church sometimes growing up i went to like um like a PSR, I guess like kind of like a Sunday school type of thing. That was definitely a thing. I also was given sort of basic guidelines for my parents growing up and kind of how to act and behave. And then I think, as I've said earlier, I think I sort of just had a good, like the good, whatever the good person gene is, where I just 
have always felt a sense of guilt, always kind of could tell when I was doing the right or wrong thing. From the time I was a little kid, even if if adults would say something like, why do you want to hang out with that kid? He's blah, blah, blah. Or if a kid in the class was getting picked on, I tended to be the person that was like, don't, you know, don't do that. And that's not really me trying to say like, well, I was just a great human because I've had a lot of screw ups along the way. But I do think in general, I have a good, a good pulse on those types of situations. So I've never had a huge difficulty in making what I perceive to be the right decision. And I'm also, I, I like reaching out to people and gathering as many perspectives as you can is also a very huge part of this is because as much as you want to handle things on your own, you know, people, they might use religion, but sometimes just using people that you know in your life who you deem to be good people, like getting as many perspectives as you can, can be helpful when you want to make big decisions in life. And I don't know, that's kind of played a huge role in my life is having a good support system around me and then being able to really have a good judgment on, I think this is a good person. I'm going to hear their opinion on this and then go with my gut after that. And I feel like that's, you know, that's kind of been how I've made most of my life decisions. Yeah. Um, do you have any final thoughts on today's episode? Um, no, I mean, other than the fact that, again, we're, at least I'm not, I'm not coming from, I could probably speak for you on this and too. Like we're not coming from a place of we are the judge of what a good person or a bad person is. I think even in our definitions of what a good or bad person is, um, <laughs> we had such broad uh, perspectives because a lot of it is gray. It's not black and white. Um, so I just think that for the most part, try to be empathetic, being accountable. I also think a huge thing that you mentioned just in that last point is the desire to break out of your bubble. A lot of people never do. They, they stay in their same place yep. the whole time just for the sake of experiencing other cultures, experiencing other knowledge, getting other perspectives than the ones that you are growing up in in your own uh, little area is, I think, paramount to developing into a good person. If you don't, then maybe you're a good person within your small community, but outside of that, what are Dude, you really giving well back to the world? Well said. Well said that it was very, that's very much how I feel. It's been very important to me to see as many things as I can, because it's within seeing those uh, experiences and those cultures and all that, like it's helped me be just better at making um, what I feel to be good decisions and being a, almost just has made me a better person. As weird as that sounds, I feel like I'm a better person as a result of pushing myself outside of my comfort zone and seeing more things because then you're less ignorant mm -hmm. <laughs> to the things that you do and you're more well-rounded. So I, I mean, my biggest takeaway to this is we can't tell you what makes a good person because nobody can. It's just, that is the one thing I can't say. You cannot fully determine what a good person is. All you can do is kind of go with your gut. You can kind of make your own, your own idea of what a good person is and, do the best that you can to learn as much information as you can so you can make better decisions. And continue learning throughout and your And continue journey. learning, too. Do not do not be one of those people who it's like, you know what? Everything after 1996, irrelevant for me. I don't <laughs> care anymore. Because people do this. People do this shit. They're like, 1996 onward? Nope. I don't need that. I don't need the music, the culture, nothing. Technology. Forget all of it. Society was the best in 96. I'm done with all this other stuff. <laughs> tired that. of it. Tired of these people. But you know what I'm not tired of? I'm not tired of you guys.
So thank you all for listening to this episode. Um, we, we appreciate everything. You know, if you do like listening to our show, it's on all your favorite podcast apps. Just type in everything must go podcast. You'll find us subscribe every week. We're releasing new content on pretty much anything. As I say, everything must go. So a lot of different topics we talk about. Sometimes we joke around a lot more than this episode. Sometimes we're a lot more serious than this episode. This one kind of had, I think, a pretty decent balance with the two of them. Um, we also have our social media, at EMGpod. That's our Instagram and our Twitter. Uh, we've also got a phone number, 513-427-EMG5. You can leave us a voicemail. We can play that on the show. Um, we also have an email, emgpod at gmail.com. Shoot us if you, an email if you want something like longer to say to us. That works as well. If you have a file of something you want us to talk about, we're down. We're not too pretentious. We'll talk about a lot of different things. Brandon, anything else that you'd like to add? Ah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, the next episode after this one, balancing helping others with helping yourself. I'm holding on to-